0: Hello and welcome to the Giant Pod with me, Andy Rintmore. My guest this week is Dave Hamilton. Dave is an educator, an author, an ex-stand-up comedian and an expert forager. Dave has written such books as Wild Ruins, Family Foraging, The Explorer's Guide to Ancient Britain and his new book, Where the Wild Things Grow. Dave takes me out on location this week, foraging, where he has me eating magnolia leaves, wild garlic, parsley and something else I'm pretty sure had dog piss on it We have a great freewheeling chat as we ramble around some of the UK's most beautiful woodlands, giggling like a couple of schoolboys I had such fun with Dave this week and I just wanted to thank him on a serious note for taking me out and feeding me (laughs) I think you guys are really going to enjoy this episode Sit back, relax, listen to the bird song and and the cool Calming sound of flowing streams, and enjoy this week's episode of the Giant Pod. Here it is. Um, So, so Dave, what's this here?
1: Uh, That's not edible. We're not going to talk about that. Okay, that's just a head. So I think if we point every plant, we might be here for a while. So (laughs) we're
0: dealing with just specifically edible. Edible plants. So, right. right. Um, take me to the mushrooms. So no mushrooms today, unfortunately. Okay. Well, unless we're
1: lucky, right. we might find some <laughs> morel mushrooms there in season. Okay. Probably not the mushrooms you're thinking of. Right. We're, we're not going to find those. They're an autumn thing. Okay. Um, but there are some interesting things in the park. I take you to... I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to wow you with the first one, I think. Okay.
0: Hopefully. Hopefully, hopefully right. you're not highly allergic to it. So we're here in Victoria Park in Froom. And with uh, Dave Hamilton, prolific author of books on nature and and travel. travel. And what else, Dave?
1: Uh, So I've done two sort of gardening books. Well, one self-sufficiency, then a gardening book after that, two travel books, a foraging book, Uh and now another foraging book. So is that six? Excellent. Yeah, and I've written a kid's book in between there, but it never got published. Right. Okay. Okay, here we go. Our first one is this lovely uh, magnolia here. Uh Uh-huh. So you can probably reach up and pluck one of those off, but you've got something in your hand. So, uh, okay, I'm sure yes, we Dave can get it. We can speak to one of the park keepers if uh, they catch us doing this, because I'm sure it's all right. Technically <clears throat> legal.
0: You just um, t- tell them that we're inspecting it for the health of the plant, <laughs> for, the, for the health of so the that's tree. That's
1: looking pretty healthy. Yeah. So actually. I need to pick some more off because this is something we found the other day. The pink ones have a slightly different flavour. Okay. So if I want you to try that, oh, shall I eat- I... I'm
0: eating it, am I?
1: You're eating that. How am I gonna do it? I'm gonna have to feed you it because you've got both hands full.
0: Yeah, i okay. really thought this through. Dave's about to feed me a magnolia <laughs> leaf. Okay, thank you, mate. Okay. Alright. Right, I've had my antihistamines today. That's good.
1: You're not gonna be highly allergic to this. But it might right. not be what you're expecting. Like, what were you
0: expecting? I was expecting well, it to taste like shit. <laughs> and it does. <laughs> you're not a fan? Well, I feel, I feel like I've drank a bottle of um, Calvin
1: Klein. Are you getting any sort of ginger notes there? That's what I was hoping. I was hoping right. for a bit more
0: of a while. Wow. No, okay. you let just had a packet of fruit
1: pastels. That's the trouble.
0: <laughs> let, me, um, let me just... It's still in my mouth. Let me just... Um, Let me take this seriously. Okay. Hang on. (laughs) Let me get it all over my tongue. Get the whole palate involved. Okay, it's not absolutely horrible. Okay, that's a good start. it's not a a taste that's often in my mouth. No. Which is what my brain is telling me. I think... (laughs) This is new, this is new.
1: I think that's probably where I... You're you're a good candidate for this, because uh, a lot of people have already certain way down the line and sort of looking for wild food, mm. and I'm guessing you're a bit of a, a novice of it? Are you Absolutely. Okay. That's good in some ways, I think, hopefully. Yeah. So I've got to convince you over the next hour, an hour and a half then. Uh-huh.
0: <laughs> um, okay. Well, that was good. Thank you for that. That was an experience. It, does, it tastes very much like you'd expect a, 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 a petal to taste. But I, what I was hoping that you right. would find okay. in that
1: was a bit of a gingery sort of note to it. If I say
0: yes, is it going to be really obvious I'm bullshitting you? (laughs) Probably. (laughs) Okay. Let's scratch that one. Okay. We
1: can keep that on the recording but maybe, you know. Um, Okay. There's quite a lot in the park, though. Uh, And I'm probably going to sort of mentally cut down what I'm about to feed you in
0: the No, do uh, do what you want, mate.
1: Do what you want, mate. um, Suffer for thy art. So, there's a lot in here. Yeah. So, dandelion... It's a sort of quite an obvious one. So dandelion leaves are edible, so is the flower. Mm. So you can use the flower like a saffron, or you can make um, a sort of cough mixture out of the things. They make a nice wine as well, actually.
0: Like dandelion and burdock?
1: Yeah, yeah. So that's the dandelion root.
0: I see. But you
1: can also make a dandelion coffee out of the root. It's slightly bitter. Uh um, In there, can you see this thing? So that's what I've got with me. What thing? So... This one here, so we're in a hedge, right. basically, we in the park. Right, we are in a hedge. Um, this is called Jack by the Hedge, or Jack in the Hedge. Okay. Um, the other name for it is garlic mustard. Uh-huh. Now, because we're in the park, mm-hmm. I washed some especially for you. Excellent. And brought it out. Look at this. So, I've got a little baggy. A little there. baggie. <laughs> uh, I've got to feed you, feed you this feed again. you going to feed me this one, Dave? So, okay, um, there's gonna be, it's going to be, it might have slightly bitter notes that you're not used to. Okay. But hopefully you'll get a different taste. So the so the name's garlic mustard. Yeah, might give you a bit of a clue okay. of what it would taste like.
0: Yeah, very garlicky straight away. Yeah, yeah. I like that better than the uh, magnolia. Okay, should have started with this one. No, no, it's fine. <laughs> um, yeah, I can dig that. Yeah, yeah,
1: yeah. So garlic mustard. So a nice sort of spinachy. You can use it a bit like spinach. Use it a bit like cabbage. It's uh-huh. actually related. To the cabbage and mustard Um so it's part of that family I see uh, but yeah the root of that so actually I'm sure they won't mind should we nip back there I'm sure they won't mind if we pull up a root this is technically breaking the law okay technically because you're supposed to ask for the landowner's permission
0: you work for the council I'm the you? deputy mayor so maybe I have the power to do you have the power to allow me to uproot something in the park yeah okay I don't know. We'll, we'll go with go that. Go
1: on. We'll go, go for with it. that. Um, so the roots of these, mm. you see, it's just about to flower. So it needs the energy to flower, and it takes that from the roots. Okay. But we'll do oh, he's this presented
0: up. a knife. This is
1: my mushroom knife, but he's it got also a blade. it also works as a handy little trowel. I can get in there. It's hard with one hand because I'm holding a mic. We're both wandering around like a couple of crooners with uh, a. <laughs> Mikes. <laughs> ah. Oh, no, that doesn't want to go. It's really the in there, man. Well, I feel like I'm disturbing it now. <clears throat> ah, here we go.
0: Well, okay, you might be able to smell this. Okay.
1: So I'm sort of rubbing the outside of the root off. Uh-huh. So hopefully, after that effort,
0: you're going to think Smells very fresh. Have you I get your... like a very fresh smell from it, like That's a clean, like it's a very clean smell. There we are. Am I not bit... getting the right notes there? A bit
1: horseradish y. Mm hmm.
0: Yeah, I'm getting that. Yeah, so you can use that as a mild
1: horseradish, the root okay. of that. And I see. It's, uh Have that as a sort of spice that goes into um, sort of uh, Japanese food. So
0: you can make a wasabi paste okay. using that, uh, which is quite tasty. Did you ever see in the in the Jackass movie Wasabi Snooters? No. Where Steve O snorted a line of Wasabi. No. It was uh It <laughs> was a bad choice on his part. <laughs> no. I remember uh
1: this probably sort of speaks of my wayward past, but I've started the sentence now, haven't I? So I've yeah. got to carry this on. Yeah. So I, w- I have been quite wayward. in the past. I remember hitching a ride to the Phoenix Festival mm. and someone talking me into snorting vodka. <laughs> <laughs> and that was one of the worst experiences. How did that and end? Not good. No, not good. And, you and I drowned then. No. Right. And I don't see what the benefit was either, really.
0: It was... Uh, no, yeah. so I would pre- much prefer-, prefer to take the shot through the eyeball <laughs> than snort Have you tried, it. Have you tried that? Um, that? I haven't. No. No, I haven't. No. Pref- this time, I you're never only 28, f- aren't you? <laughs> it is young. The time is- I'm young. But I would never forgive myself if I had ruined one of my eyeballs from, from my own self-destruction. <laughs> I've done the self-destruction. I've been there. I've done yeah. it. yeah. Um, and it didn't work because I'm still here, so... <laughs>
1: Okay, so back to nature <laughs> Back to nature, man <laughs> After snoring vodka <laughs>
0: um, uh,
1: So, uh, the primroses Can you see yeah. the primroses here? So they're edible uh-huh. The flowers are those are edible. Well, you didn't like the other flowers So I'm a bit reluctant to No, let's go for it yeah, We've we got, we got
0: water in that I've got a palate cleanser You might like this one You might prefer this one It's not,
1: it's not quite the kick of the magnolia Yeah, softer, isn't it? Yeah in texture and in taste, you should get a sort of delicate little hint of nectar at the back, back of your throat. There, okay. <laughs> <laughs> this is so. If you had a super tasters, that no, can taste everything. They, they they're employed by the food industry quite right. a lot. And they're often people that don't like things like broccoli because their taste buds are so developed. Right. But I'm wondering if maybe you're the opposite. Um, maybe.
0: <laughs> yeah, I feel like a philistine <laughs>
1: right now. Okay, this this one here, we've just walked a few yards. So right. there's a, a lime tree uh-huh. uh, here. So Tilia species, so it's not your um, citrus lime. Right. This is a, a separate tree. But the young leaves of these are edible. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, so you might be able to just take, take them off like a giraffe. You might be able to what, just... What, with my mouth?
0: Yeah. Just like this, right?
1: Yeah.
0: Oh, oh, not quite. Not quite. <laughs> dude, I can't do it. There's people watching, man. Right, uh, right. <laughs> What's that dinosaur from uh, Jurassic Park with a really long neck? Oh, uh, Brontosaurus? That's it. I feel yeah. like that. There we go. Here we go
1: do this i'm sorry i'm I'm regretting getting you to do this now there we go i got it you got it
0: there we go excellent take your eye out (laughs) pinging back right (sighs) right dave what so it's just a salad leaf i should have said that (laughs) i should have said that at the start you're not going to get much flavor off that one right but it
1: shouldn't be you shouldn't Dislike it. It's just a salad leaf.
0: Yeah, I've got no real feelings about this either way. Like lettuce. Yeah, I'm very so, neutral on this one.
1: Yeah, good. Yeah, and and that makes it a good salad leaf. So you'll have right. some that are really garlicky, mm-hmm. really peppery, got a real kick to them. Yeah, and then you can balance those out with those, and they're really abundant. So you can right make a salad
0: using. There was more taste when I swallowed it. Yeah. Yeah, I got a bit. Is that the first time you said? That? <laughs> <laughs> Really comes alive on the at uh, the back end of the experience. Um, yeah, so um, that other one that you gave me, that purple one, what was yeah. that? A uh,
1: primrose. Primrose.
0: Yeah. That was that was much like that one. Yeah. It, there was a bit more going on with that. Okay. Yeah. But the what I've just eaten, yeah, it was very neutral. All right. A Bit better once I started swallowing it. Yeah, it's got, a,
1: it's got it's definitely got a flavour to it, mm. but it's. As it's not overriding, I yeah. think it's, it's a really useful foraging leaf this yeah. time of
0: year. Sorry, let's just let this lady uh, go past. Yeah, back to the palate. I think I feel like my... Sorry, that was a bit rude of wasn't No, you, it wasn't. wasn't it, no, to say you're crack the opposite of a
1: super taster. It's <laughs> just for the biggest... Mate, it's fine. <laughs> biggest flavour insult I you... can give someone. <laughs>
0: <laughs> Your mouth is shit. Um, it's... Uh, I may have ruined it with, like, you know, processed foods and sweets and... Can you ruin a palate? Can you degrade a palate over time? I think, uh, well, I think maybe you
1: can get used to overly sweet things. I put sugar in a lot of things, right. actually. So, uh, and then the less I, there's something here as well. So, the less less I tend to have sugar, yeah, the the more delicate flavours come out. Right. So, I think, the, the yeah, the short answer is probably yes.
0: Yeah.
1: Uh, but I wouldn't worry about it too much. Okay. Because <laughs> well, worry about it for other reasons. Mm. But in terms of palate, I think you can... I should have brought a couple of apples along, and then that cleanses the palate. Ah. So we did a... My degree was food science and nutrition. Okay. And I remember doing... We had to... We spent the afternoon eating cheese. So the entire... The entire (laughs) class... This was a great lesson, but all of us felt sick afterwards. Right. We wanted to... They said, what what food do you want? And the entire class almost unanimously said cheese. Right. Because we could pick any food you want to to try. Mm. And uh, so we ended up having, like... Twenty or thirty different types of cheddar to try (laughs) across across an afternoon, and um, in between those, we had apples just to cleanse our palate.
0: Right. And uh, what is it about the apple? Is it the? Is that it's like juicy and it's like washes stuff away? Is it got like a? I think so. I think it's both both of
1: those, Uh, and it's sweet without an overriding sweetness. Right. So, um, so yeah, it acts as a palate cleanser. So, uh, the moisture in the apple will help neutralize any flavors in the mouth for the next thing ah. so yes here we go it's another this is my son's favorite one he's right. he's now he sits we've got this in the garden this is a sedum sedum spectabula is the old name it's recently changed its name or ice plant uh just a very common garden plant quite slightly fleshy so once they have
0: purple flowers i'll eat this one as well play. are you sure a dog's not pissed on that it is right next to the dog piss fence, okay, Shall I
1: slowly get the one further back then? I just... Here we go. Here we go. That bit. I
0: just feel like a spaniel has wazzed on that. Uh, there we go. I'm going <laughs> to grab that bit. Right. <clears throat> Less lightly now. Up to you. Yeah, all right. What, whatever. Go, go Let's on. go for it. Taste of ammonia. <laughs> um... <laughs> It tastes of actual dog shit. That's <laughs> urine. But my cucumber-y.
1: god, this dog needs more water in his diet.
0: Cucumbery. Um, I don't know if I'm getting that. No. Um, there's something going on. Let's, I'm not very articulate with taste. I'm afraid. Let's go, let's go for the texture then. What's the texture like? I felt sort of thickish, like kind of thick. <laughs> Stop. <laughs> Dave, no, 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 no. This is. (laughs) They hang around, don't they? They don't like. They don't chow down into. I'm used to stuff turning into mush, and they kind of almost retain a little bit of their. Yeah, they can hang around for a little bit. They hang around a bit, and they just sort of become smaller leaves. (laughs) (laughs) So, so, so you have to chew, right?
1: (laughs) (laughs) Yeah,
0: <laughs> <laughs> but um... yeah, it's all it's all right. It's okay. Yeah, yeah. yeah. By the dog piss, on it. <laughs> yeah, exactly.
1: Yeah. Okay, so I think we've sort of more or less exhausted the part. There were a few other things in here. Okay, uh, but this time of year, it tends to be blossoms, the uh-huh. fresh new growth. So I think we're going to go and grab my car.
0: Yeah, and we're going to go up to Vallis now. Okay, look at the wild garlic up there. All right. All right, well, um, we'll see you guys on the other side. We have driven the short ride from uh, Victoria Park in Froome, and we are now in, uh, what is this area called Dave? Vallis? Uh,
1: we're heading towards Vallis Woods, yeah. Vallis
0: Fail. Vale. That's right, there's an old quarry in here. I can um,
1: looking duck walker that we're going to
0: yeah. navigate in a minute. Try not to close line him. <laughs> so um, what's going on with this field next to me Dave? So
1: I had bought you here because this was a nice meadow last year right. and there's some lovely things growing in it, uh, some chickweed. We had some hop shoots snaking, in, uh, snaking up above the hedgerow here. Uh, but as you can see, you can see pretty much one colour of the field, and that's brown um, because it looks like it's been ploughed, so something's going to happen there. Uh, but, yeah, there's nothing... At all in that field now. <laughs> this actually happens quite a lot. I've had, uh, luckily when I wasn't teaching, because I teach wild food uh, as well, but luckily when I wasn't teaching, then I've gone to pick apples. There's some, there were some lovely russets down by Radstock on the cycle path, right. or just past the cycle path. Uh, now it's a housing estate, <laughs> <laughs> so that was, that was always a little bit gutting. Thankfully, there's still one there, right? Still one tree further up. Uh, I shouldn't give away too many locations of where I find these things, or should I? I mean, you know, oh, it's up this. to you.
0: We can redact yeah. it later on. No, oh,
1: we can leave that in there. There, people are welcome to those, those <laughs> russets.
0: Um, <laughs> you heard it here first. Get out those you russets, want some good russet apples. <laughs> <laughs> So tell me about because when, the first time I remember really properly, obviously I've seen you in in uh, in my job yeah. a bunch, but yeah. um, the first time I really remember spending any great deal of time with you was at uh, an event put on by another giant pod guest from the past, Cole Henley. Yeah, Cole's um, grunge night wasn't it? It was a grunge night, and we'd all had a skinful. Yeah, and we were out at the uh, the fire on the fire exit balcony thing, whatever the fire stairs. And you were telling me, Andy, I want to give you my stand-up comedy routine. <laughs> it did, didn't I? <laughs> <laughs> And yeah. I was like, who, what? <laughs> <laughs> tell me about... Tell me Tell me how we've gone from drunkenly um, plotting... And you, I think at one point you were like, I could be your ghostwriter. <laughs> I think I've, I wanted to... <sighs> So okay, a, a parallel
1: career. Well, one that didn't happen. Right. Was um, I think back then it was a few years ago, about five years ago. Oh, so it there?
0: felt like forever ago. Yeah.
1: Yeah. I um, I've done stand up. I've done quite a bit of stand up in the past, uh, mainly sort of musical stuff. So I've been in comedy bands. One I came runner up in a tube ball comedy award for a, a East German techno craftwork band. <laughs> so uh, we decided. What were you called? <laughs> We were called Garden, and you can still find stuff on YouTube. And what does that mean? Uh, it means winter garden or greenhouse. <laughs> <laughs> it doesn't really mean anything. We just put two words together. Right. And, um, that sounded vaguely German, and then it turned out to mean greenhouse. <laughs> and, uh, or conservatory, maybe. And um, So that was, we used to dress up in bright orange boiler suits, with a shirt and tie underneath and sunglasses, and I used to slick my hair back. I had long hair at the time, mm. used to slick, slick it back. And we did uh, a song called "She's Like the Wall." She she surrounds the western part of my soul. She's like the wall, <laughs> and that was. And we, we went to Berlin to shoot some of the video. Um, it was all. It was never. We never made any money out of it. We lost a no. hell of a lot of money. But uh, I just. This was when publishing would give you a. My first book, I got given a lot of money, didn't really know what to do with it. Right. Um, How much money are we talking, Dave? Probably not going to be a, a lot. Right. <laughs> More, I was temping at the time. <laughs> so I went from temping, uh, then I ran a website about self sufficiency. Yeah. And then the next thing I know, I've got this London agent. And uh, um, OK, I will say, I got £100,000 with my brother. So Bloody 50, hell. 50 grand. OK. And that was from earning. Like, top end, maybe 12 grand a year. Right. So... It's a lot of money, though. A lot of money. Didn't really know what to do with it. Uh-huh. And it did ridiculous things, like... would go... <laughs> do a lot of charity shop shopping. It was ridiculous. <laughs> like, I wouldn't even buy myself new clothes. <laughs> <laughs> um, but uh, uh, some of the things that I like travelling, and I remember going to Berlin, uh, and sort of being quite interested in Bill Bailey, and he did a Very similar thing, we thought, yeah, we can do that. We could probably not necessarily improve on it, but do our own take on that. Yeah, and me and a mate went to Berlin, um, overland and uh, formed this band called Wuntergarten. Yeah, and we did a tour of the M1 so we toured from we did some gigs in London, uh, then Northampton, where we were both from, and then a gig in Wakefield. (laughs) Uh, is this, yeah, this it was an East German. Um, techno band, so like craft work, but from East Germany, yeah uh, anyway, so i 'm going quite a convoluted story here, so and after that I ended up doing just straight stand up, uh, just you know Mike, and had this character and I remember thinking sort of a couple of years after that, I did the Brighton Fringe Festival, and a couple of years after that, thinking, what a waste I put all that effort into that. And it didn't go anywhere. And I right. think that was the offer, because I saw you as a naturally funny guy. <laughs> well, thank you. And, and thought, I haven't got the time for it. I, you know, I want to bestow this on someone. I want to do <laughs> this, a comedy. This
0: legacy. This, this <laughs>
1: legacy. You were probably wise not to take it. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, I wanted to sort of give up that, uh, carry on the comedy. And it's, it's at such odds with what I do now. Right. And I think that was the other thing of it. that So I'm... What I do is very nature-based, really. And the, the, the latest book, Where the Wild Things Grow, is sort of a quiet memoir. is being described as a love letter to nature. Okay. And that was so at odds with basically a rather strange character uh, called Stephen Stranger that I invented <laughs> that was... A, he has this sort of love-hate relationship with an experimental artist called Carl. Right. Who occasionally lives in a nest of his own making of chewed up bits of paper and things that he, he makes and Carl always plays sort of he's quite abusive really towards Stephen right and uh I wrote this whole monologue about how Steve, Stephen had uh, gone to okay right. I'm saying it now I, I was halfway through something I think I am fully aware this is being recorded right
0: <laughs> shall we stand here this, this, this is very beautiful here. this is lovely and I, yeah. I want to hear the end of this uh, this story this, um, yeah lovely story. bridge yes
1: yeah, so St- Stephen uh, has this relationship with Carl mm. and Carl's very bullying and Carl convinces him that he's going out to play Laser Quest <laughs>
0: right
1: so you know the sort of laser tag game yeah uh, but unbeknownst to Stephen, he's actually in an abattoir. He's working a day shift in an abattoir. <laughs> <laughs> and there's sort of, so he's thinking. So Carl tells him that the more, of the more cows that you get with your laser gun, the more points you get and the, the, the better it is. Yeah. And Stephen it slowly dawns on him throughout the day. And it's like, oh, I didn't, <laughs> I'm trying to remember it. It's like seven or eight years ago. Right. It's, uh, yeah, I won but uh, I felt quite sad about it. And, <laughs> and then Carl gave me... So I, he got given some money for it. I don't know what that was. Maybe it was prize money. <laughs> and so he's just... It was just a string of him being exploited by Carl in these really grotesque ways. And, uh, and I thought that doesn't really work with what I'm doing. You right. know, it doesn't work with... Uh, well, I mean, maybe one, some universe it might... But doing foraging talks and writing heartfelt nature prose and then this weird twisted comedy... Yeah.
0: How do they fit Two together? Two sides of you. Yeah. It's very, in, it's <laughs> very fascinating. Like, how... It's... <laughs> do you come to, na- to nature to escape these thoughts? Um,
1: I th- <laughs> do you know what I think I probably did? I uh, probably did at one stage, yes, yeah. certainly. And I think it's just what I do now. Right. And, uh, and I've now probably... Almost fully escaped those thoughts.
0: (laughs) 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 These intrusive, dark thoughts.
1: (laughs) (laughs) But yeah, I mean, I think everyone's got a darker side. I just turned mine into a stand-up routine.
0: (laughs) (laughs) Many do. Yeah, yeah. That's incredible. So Mm -hmm. how how do you think I should have played this character had you gifted me your... uh... I
1: think looking at it, you know, because he was someone that was obviously pushed around and abused, Mm. for someone of your stature... Yeah, that could have been quite hard that could have been quite a difficult character (laughs) to do so I'm wondering if you know you would have been better as the Carl character not that you're not that's in you at all
0: who knows but yeah but but then it would sort of take on a, a bit of a of mice and men um Oh, that's would yeah. yeah, 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 yeah. Uh, yeah who is it? Lenny?
1: Lenny, which oddly is my son's
0: name. is it? Yeah. <laughs>
1: <laughs> my younger son's called Lenny.
0: Was there any sort of subconscious decision there? <laughs> no, more Leonard Cohen than, than ah. Lenny from for most mice of mice, men. Mice, uh, yeah. Lovely. Um, <laughs> but yeah, yeah, and yeah, we could have we could have spun that in a mice of men way.
1: Yeah. Yeah, 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 you're right. I mean, yeah, it doesn't necessarily mean you can't be picked on because you at all,
0: obviously. I'd just have to be an incredibly great actor, wouldn't I? Yeah. You'd <clears throat> yeah. have to really really become the role, would Really I? become Stephen. Yeah. <laughs> because he was always this little,
1: little scrawny guy and his voice was like that as well. <laughs> What's going on? Let's <laughs> yeah. see. See, maybe you have got it. Maybe, maybe I've uh...
0: got it in me. <laughs> maybe. This is really, it's really nice, pretty here. I'm wondering if you can, I mean, we've got the, um, we've got some ambient uh, mics on here. I'm wondering if we can hear the, the calm Flowing stream. You hear the birds singing as well. Yeah. Beautiful. Anything There's... here we
1: can eat? Uh, right here, this fish? time of year, not much. The This here we'll come in to see. This is a uh, pendulous sedge. Right. you yeah. find that by the side of rivers. Some wild garlic there, actually. Um, here we are. Now we're little, talking. A little bit scraggly. Right. If we want some, we could. that bit looks a lot better. Yeah. But this pendulous sedge, this was eaten by some Neolithic men. Um, and that forms a long sort of seed that dangles down, and you can grind those up and make a kind of cracker bread out of them. Oh! You sort of—it's a bit more of a process to them, right? But that if you are ever hungry <laughs> and stuck somewhere.
0: Well, you know, um, I, I used to come down here quite a bit drinking and get royally drunk. Mm. And in fact, one of my friends broke a, his broke his leg down here. So it's good to know. I um, remember hearing about that. It's good to know that should I ever, you know. Wake up here one summer's morning totally discombobulated with a raging headache. I will think back to our little adventure here today. And there'll be something to eat. And I'll to be to
1: fix some breakfast. Yeah. So, yeah, the sedge would be an autumn one. But um, at the moment we're in the spring. Mm. And we've got the wild garlic here.
0: Have Ooh. you tried
1: this? This has got quite a kick to it. Yeah. I mean, I, 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 some like people,
0: I've seen some people and they've been out bumped into people when they've been out picking this yeah and um it's overwhelming isn't it
1: yeah it's it very is. pungent it is <laughs> it has a pungent taste um but it doesn't have to be so uh, it makes a nice garlic butter actually you can just right. chop it up get a block of butter mm-hmm. chop chop uh sort of a good handful of this up yeah and then mix it in with the butter you sort of massage it in right and then just use that on garlic bread Really easy. Garlic on garlic, garlic on uh, oh, yeah. bread. Sorry, to make garlic, garlic bread. I see. Yes. Yeah. I was gonna yeah, you really going to say. Now we're really going for it. Double garlic, <laughs> just in case you you know on a vampire excursion or something. Right. And you want to have that double protection. <laughs> <laughs> so you have the wild garlic and then the uh, domestic garlic. Yeah. And that, surefire, no vampires.
0: No. Yeah, none at all just need some silver bullets then and we're, we're protected exactly. from all you know
1: I was wondering are vampires allergic to leeks as well and onions you know is it a whole mm. relate, that whole family of plants chives Can you I wonder a... if
0: anyone's been ballsy enough to test it out
1: yeah you know I feel it's not been documented f- <laughs> <It's>... <laughs> so no one's ever lived that long <laughs> yeah so it doesn't work otherwise we'd know about <laughs> right, it right there would be anecdotal <laughs> evidence <laughs> uh, here we go look it's a bit of moss around that bit. Look. So there's it. It's coming into flour. Yeah. Okay. You can use that like a caper so you
0: can... Like a little pod. What's a caper? Uh, Remember so who flower, you're talking to? A
1: flower bud. <laughs> right. Tasty things on pizzas.
0: <laughs>
1: <laughs> so you can blanch that. Yeah. Um What does blanch mean? So put it in boiling water. Uh-huh. Uh, simmer. Uh-huh. And then take it out when it's soft. Uh-huh. Everything feels like an innuendo. Yeah, isn't it? you so, never take it out when it's soft. Though. Take it out when it's soft. Never. Give it a shake, <laughs> and then you can pickle that in a sweet vinegar. That's where the innuendo probably stops, isn't it?
0: <laughs> <laughs> yeah, uh, and then use that on pizza. Cool. Yeah, yeah. Excellent. We going to eat some of this, or uh... do you want to try that? Do you want well, that, that have thing go? there?
1: Yeah. Do you want me to try it first? Do you, um, need, do you need
0: that reassurance? Afternoon. Hello. All right. <laughs> Lovely day for it. Thank you. <laughs>
1: anyway, right. So, back to that. Right, that, was yeah. a, that was a side amble. Uh, okay. Try that. Mmm. Ah.
0: Garlic hit. Yeah, it's very garlicky. Yeah. 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 Because yeah. oh. it's garlic.
1: It's garlic. There you um, go. So, what were you expecting? Almost a slight
0: <laughs> sting on the tongue.
1: Yeah, it's not quite... Is that, is that quite, supposed to happen? Not quite such the... Oh, no, God, what was that? No, it's okay. <laughs> <laughs> Um Yeah, not quite the kick of the leaf. If you were to, right. to have a leaf like that, then that would be a real fiery kick. Right. Especially... And they get slightly bitter when they start to flower, so they're, they're better a bit younger as well. There's a bit uh, of fire in this. I'm quite yeah.
0: sensitive to um, fiery stuff. Mm. I'm a bit of a... I'm a weakling when it comes to curries oh, and things. It's a shame there's not... Um, yeah okay this is a shame
1: because I could have tortured you there's a
0: <laughs>
1: there's a thing called pepperweed that grows by rivers right uh, and it's got a sort of long thin sort of willow like leaf mm. um and it's it's like chilli like you, right. you bite into it and it's actual fire in your mouth it's really hot it's really unpleasant right you should
0: try it yeah. you could have um, <laughs> yeah you could have you should have just given it to me not told me how bad it's going <laughs> to be I've
1: got some at home I should have brought it out but the um uh it's, it's good in things, so you can... Uh, so pepperweed, that's called, you can look that up. Um, or people listening can look it up. Yeah. Uh, and you can make a nice fish sauce out of that. Uh, ah. That of thing. Tade is related to T-A-D-E, which is a Japanese spice,
0: which is very similar. Um, so how are they related, yet they're on different sort of... Different hemispheres, aren't they?
1: Yeah, um, there, there's a bit of sort of botanical exchange between Japan and... Uh, then, if you go right across uh, Russia. So that, I mean, they would have been all joined at one point. Right. So there's a lot of crossovers okay. with plants. So bizarrely, you've got things like cucumber are mm. uh, related to melons. So there'd be things that grow in squashes. Right. So they cucumber and melons are more old world, so often India, and then squashes like pumpkin, courgettes. Well, courgettes were bred in Italy, but they, from an older stock... From the New World, so the Americas. Right. Um, and yet they're related. So at one point there's an ancestor between the cucumber and the pumpkin. So they were related to each other.
0: Yeah. So you're so going to have to get our cucumbers out this Halloween? Yeah, carve your cucumber. <laughs> Stop it,
1: Dave. <laughs> <laughs> Can you overdub a Kenneth Williams voice? Oh, Matron. <laughs> 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 Yeah, so there's quite, a, there's quite a bit in here, mm. really. Um, the sedge, there's the nettle there, which is lovely. Okay, this is a... If you see this here, so that's called geomobanum or wood avens. is this one here. And you see that leaf as opposed to the other ones next to it. Mm. And that has um, kind of when it... After it's flowered, it has these sort of spiky leaves. It looks a bit like a punk. Right. So has a kind of burr. That thing. Right. Fruit. Um, the root of that contains something called ujimol, which is the same substance as in cloves, as it, not as in your clothes, as in cloves like,
0: with a V. Right,
1: yeah. And you can uh, use that as a, as a spice, so you can mix, you can bake apples with the roots of that, and it tastes just like apples baked with cloves. It's delicious. Right. Yeah.
0: Tell me what, uh, what a meal time a standard meal time looks like in your household? Because you just said earlier that you've got some of that, that chilli, um, that willow-like chilli thing. Yes, yeah. That, at home yeah. <laughs> type thing,
1: sorry. Yeah, I've got some of that growing in the
0: polytunnel. So how often, because I know you have, a, how, how many children do you have? One? Uh,
1: Eighteen. <laughs> no, no, two. Two.
0: <laughs> two. So you, I assume you're trying to introduce these things into their diets and make them, yeah. um, make them fun and uh, interesting and...
1: Yeah, they're, they're, they very much sort of claim certain plants for themselves. The, the oldest, Douglas, is, uh, loves sorrel, um, oh. which is a kind of lemony-flavoured leaf. Okay. You find that like, in meadows and roadsides, um, sort of shaped like an arrow. looks a little bit like that, but that's highly poisonous.
0: Is it? That will
1: burn your mouth, basically. Right. Yeah. Interesting. What yeah. is that? Uh, it's called Lords and Ladies, or, or, or it's colloquial, is waggly-willy. Because it... <laughs> You and Willy's um, Great.
0: Shall yeah. we eat some?
1: No. Do you know what? <laughs> so uh, when I was first learning, years ago, I remember uh, being aware of that, and then a friend of mine saying, "Taste this, it tastes like burning." <laughs> giving me some. <laughs> yeah. and having a tiny bite of it, and lo and behold.
0: Yeah, it did. And this is a, I'd I would I'd say, is a defence mechanism, is it? Exactly by the, that, By yeah. the plant. Exactly s- that. Right, so that yeah. don't get eaten. Yeah, yeah. It's incredible, isn't it, nature? However, I don't know how many millions of years that would have taken to sort of come to... Um... Yeah, that
1: relationship between, you know, was that ever a benign leaf that just tasted nice and then they all got wiped out mm. and then the one that got hotter and hotter yeah. was the one that survived. Yeah, it's, it's fascinating, isn't it? Well, the interesting thing with that, on that side of things, so things like rosemary and thyme and, and all the classic herbs, yeah, and the, those compounds that give the herbs their flavour are the defence mechanism. Right. So when they're, that's why they're the best, when they're most tender, because that's when they're most at risk of being eaten. Right. So, um, so the first tips of rosemary are, are, are going to be the most flavoursome and then it's not going to be as flavoursome when it hardens up. Right. Um, and that's the same for all herbs, or most herbs. Um, Interesting. Yeah,
0: yeah. Nice. We're, we're, we're
1: gonna. I feel like we're going to go on to something. Well, were was... favorite, uh, we were talking uh, about your
0: son's favourite... We were talking about your dinner table, basically, and the sorts of things that... I've, I've, I've got the feeling that there are things making its way into your dinner table or your pantry, let's say, Yeah. which will not be found in... Um, in a, in a more mainstream sense? No.
1: So, okay, my youngest son, he's now four, uh, Lenny, like the mice, um, mice and men guy. <laughs> <laughs> he's um, nursery. He was talking to one of his little friends yeah. about Chicken of the Woods and saying, oh, she doesn't know what Chicken of the Woods are. And Chicken of the Woods is something we eat in the autumn a lot in our right. family. And it's a mushroom relatively common in Somerset uh-huh. and it grows as a bracket, which means it sort of grows out the side of a tree and it can be quite prolific. you can find a lot of it right. in sort of orangey color and it 's got the flavor and texture of chicken no yeah yeah yeah, it can be slightly lemony right so it 's almost like a lemon, lemon chicken, right um, but super
0: abundant and, so, and you can use it in
1: recipes in exactly the same way as chicken
0: so is this what um, is this what uh sort of you know when you get these um, um, vegetarian meats you know corn and and other brands like that who do their own take on like you know sliced chicken and things like that do they use is that the kind of thing they're using to sort
1: of corn is a fungus it's a mycoprotein so it is uh, originally from sort of a fungal source Um, but that's it's slightly different so that's more cultured and manufactured Um, but it I think if mushrooms are coming in a bit more, I think they're they're a more feasible alternative for me than a lot of the sort of synthetic right. vegan and vegetarian options. I mean, you can't get them all year round, so I do buy corn sausages. I'm a vegetarian myself and right. tough food and things. But come the autumn, yeah, well, our meals are full of hen of the woods, chicken of the woods, belitis um, mushrooms and... Uh, and my partner really got into it last year for the first time. She was always a bit wary, right? And last year she, she got her mushroom head on completely. Uh, uh, <laughs> yeah, but I <it's> pretty... <laughs> go on <laughs> not in the way. You, yeah, yeah.
0: There's <laughs> um, well, an old lime kiln there. look. Yeah, this is uh, this area of, of our neck of the woods is very beautiful. There's something. There's something about a quite a hard-looking structure in ruins because this would have been a hard you know um this is an ex-industrial landscape exactly right so it's that it's it's this like historical remnant of something that's you know what do they do in kilns they like melt metal don't they is that right
1: yeah well this one would have been to make lime Right. so lime and they would have used lime as a lime wash right buildings uh he says trying to sound knowledgeable <laughs> <laughs> so yeah where we're walking I think it was an old mineral wa- railway certain, there was a mineral rail that ran through these woods right um, and I would, if you carry on further up you've got mills and there was quarrying around this whole area there was a defunct uh, there was a canal project around here that right. you can still see remnants of that never came to fruition they ran out. they came bankrupt right. before they finished it and then, of course, if you carry on to Mel's, you've got Fussell's Ironworks, haven't you? You must have been there. The big abandoned ironworks, have you seen that?
0: Uh, I probably have, yeah.
1: There's now been closed down. Um, but, yeah, I'll sedge, sedge way my own way in there, because <laughs> I'm that inspired. One of my other books that you should buy, called Wild Ruins. <laughs> 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 Tell me about Wild Ruins. So... Oh, thanks for asking. I didn't think you'd come round to that. Uh, (laughs) So Wild Ruins was a massive bit of fun for me and a real sort of exploration. So uh, I was wondering what book to write and sort of was foraging in various places across the country, including up at Mells, And there was a massive abandoned ironworks. And Back then you used to be able to go in. They've fenced it off now. Right. Um... And I noticed more and more of these ruins around the country and thought, I want to know more about these. And a guidebook would be great. And there wasn't one. And I thought, well, okay, I'll have a go at writing one. (laughs) Ah.
0: Um,
1: And then this feels really forced now. I feel like I'm just doing a... uh, It's fine. Plug away, man. Plug away. (laughs) So I approached the people at Wild Things Publishing. Mm. And they liked the idea. And the next thing I know, I'm on the road, going around the country, clocking up all these ruins and writing them up, and suddenly I've got a sort of side career as a travel writer, which was which was brilliant. Right. You know, I feel like that guy in the fast show. you ever watch that? He used to say very kind of, intensely smug things. Right. Push down on his cafetiere and go, which was nice. <laughs> <laughs>
0: <laughs> uh, I do love the fast show, but, but I've never really sat and watched it. Um, my favourite is um, is Johnny Nice Painter.
1: Johnny Nice Painter. I go Am back to found? that. I mean,
0: it's the two sort of elderly couple. That you usually yeah. find them on a hill... Paint with their easels in there yes and they're painting something quite picturesque and nice and she's trying to you know he's inevitably going to trigger himself with the word black yeah and she's like Johnny and she's trying to pull him pull him back from the edge yeah and then as soon as black comes out it's black black Johnny black
1: <laughs> like the endless' <laughs> <laughs> like the darkness of my soul <laughs> yeah. Yeah.
0: <laughs> and he just sort of sort of, sort of like It's almost like uh, Edgar Allan Poe poetry comes out, or uh, Charles uh, Baudelaire, the the, the gothics. uh, Where are we sleeping tonight, mother? Father's grave! Black! Black! (laughs) He's ruling his fucking painting. He just kicks the (laughs) painting around, (laughs) doesn't he? Johnny, Johnny. The moon is weeping in a secret room! (laughs) It's amazing. Oh. And Jazz Club as well. Oh, yes. Nice. nice. <laughs> yeah. I need to see some more Which of that Which was show. the Fromey one? Which was the guy that lived in Frim? Oh, was, was there a guy then? that lived in Fromey? Yeah.
1: Yeah. I think it was Charlie Hicks, was it?
0: Uh, ah, the Stinging Nettle. My favourite. Stinging Nettle. Mm. I love them. But next to that... Uh, oh, oh. Get, in I there, think mate.
1: that's far enough away. Get in there. Do you want to try that? Are you going to risk that? Yeah. It's Why not? Sort of, I think that's far enough There's away no to not bird be... shit on it. No bird shit and Oosh. I don't think any dogs have been there. I've got no to right. feed you again, haven't you? No. Oh.
0: Okay. Wait, unusual, before you say you anything, won't. before you say yeah. anything. Gone, gone. Peppery? Eh, no. not what I was going for, but yeah, what else you got? Um No, not peppery. I'm not very good about artic- articulating this stuff. Um so,
1: no, it's, it's not a usual taste, is it? You're not probably not what you're expecting. Pleasant, unpleasant?
0: It's not unpleasant. I don't particularly like it in my mouth. Gin. Tastes like gin. Gin. Hmm. Yeah, it's got that gin sort of...
1: Oh, yeah. Yeah. Gin. yeah. Um, it's related to carrots, so it's got a kind of carrot ah. to... Now yeah. you
0: say it. Yeah. Yeah. There we go. A, a raw carrot's coming in now.
1: What were you picking up there, Andrew, it was the aromatic qualities of the Louvre. <laughs> <laughs> so that's why you went for gin. All right. Because it has the juniper, which is an aromatic ah. mm. Spicy. Yeah. So that's something that people are going to have to find out themselves because I'm not going to say. No, um, <laughs> this <seems> is really rude. <laughs> Read my new book. <laughs> Read my new book, that's on the page. <laughs> so that's um, uh, ground elder. Ground elder, which is a really, so gar- any gardeners listening to this will know that is a really common weed that they've probably tried in vain to get rid of. Right. Um, so it's a nice way of, of, of doing that is sort of harvesting what you cut down when you're gardening. Right. I've got a core go on the back of my throat. That's not very good. Let's <laughs> <laughs> grab my water. Okay. But this is nice. Look at the lichen on that tree.
0: Yeah. So, so we're looking at a a medium-sized tree, I'd say, medium to small-sized tree. But it's covered, absolutely covered in moss, all over the, all up the um, the trunks, all over the, um, the the branches, everywhere. It's like a big furry tree.
1: Yeah. And I think these, this is a good sign that it's here because that's a sign of clean air. Is it? So it shows, yeah, it does better in clean air. Right. And the fact that there's so much on that tree makes me think that.
0: We're good. We're good. God, there's loads of these. I didn't realise I were quite so many. Oh. Uh. Dave, if you're hiding a body out here, where would you hide it? Good question because I've actually got
1: three bodies that I've hidden in <laughs> part of the woods. And part of bringing you here today.
0: Um... <laughs> <laughs> Doc. Uh, my biggest challenge yet. <laughs> <laughs> Big Andy. So it's a funny thing, it, like, on that
1: sort of darker note, I remember doing, like I've done quite, talk, quite a lot of people
0: on wild food walks,
1: mm. and I remember doing one and sort of focusing on poisonous plants. So, <laughs> like...
0: Uh, this here is the strychnine plant. Oh, we had There was loads.
1: Like, okay, so this one here, it's dog's mercury, that's pretty poisonous. Right. Um, hemlock grows, you know where the the doggy entrance to Vallisvale. vale
0: yeah so down there there's it's a lot. more mainstream car park yeah
1: is yeah. um there's hemlock that grows there right And i remember going through all these plants and there's monk's hood is
0: incredibly poisonous oh what a great name yes yeah, nice if isn't i had a it? stoner metal band monk's hood monk's hood
1: <clears throat> but st- i was talking about all of these plants and then i had someone on the course saying um so uh so that would be the most poisonous then, yeah. And then we're sort of making a mental note. <laughs> and they said, um, so I've heard that you can inject in the toes, and that, that's the between the toes, and that's the, a way of uh, not being detected. Is that so? And, like, and it's like, um, mate.
0: Making like, a mental log of your face.
1: Yeah.
0: <laughs> <laughs> oh, great. Yeah, I think it was, oh, look,
1: it's a bee fly. Can you see it? It's like a, Yeah, I did see that, actually, yeah. Um Yeah Yeah I, I <laughs> Glad I didn't keep I don't always keep I don't keep in touch With people that come into courses. I'm glad I didn't Or right. later find out That <laughs> something had happened And he had done something But um Yeah <laughs> I don't know where to go from there So we were like, talking
0: about <laughs> Hood. Monkshood.
1: Yeah Monkshood's another one Um That grows Grows in my neighbour's garden Actually bizarrely Right So I've got a, a neighbour A few doors down Um and she's not she's not much of a gardener. Well, she is. She is at times. Yeah. Um, sort of periodically gardens, but her garden's quite wild. Right. Uh, the birds fight over her garden. Right. At this time of the year, uh, and it's a, it's probably its own little nature reserve. Okay. I, me and my me and my partner both think it's great. We love it. Yeah. And other people on the road aren't so chuffed by her wildlife garden. Curtain twitches. Yeah. Yeah. But. Um, one of the things that grows in their front garden is aconite or the, the monk's hood uh-huh. which is one of the most poisonous plants in the country right but the most poisonous plant we'll, we'll probably see it here actually right is something called um, hemlock water dropwort is that what it's called hemlock water dropwort and it's the one that looks a little bit carroty. it's right. not that one but it looks very similar to that it looks and smells like celery right so it looks edible yeah. smells edible It's a beautiful plant, can look quite glossy. Yeah. But it's a handful of that will kill you.
0: No. Yeah,
1: yeah, yeah. Really? Yeah, and a patch of it would be enough. Uh, So you've you've had, there's there's been poisonings of cattle that have eaten sort of quite small quantities of it. Right. Um, So farmers often try and get rid of it. Yeah. Uh, But yeah, and I saw some earlier by the river, and we'll no doubt come across some quite soon. But yeah, it's one of the most poisonous plants. And amazing it's,
0: uh, yeah yeah, amazing and, and it, I love how its name is so long yeah because you'd think the more poisonous the plant the shorter the name should be just because Dave if I was here and, and I knew it, well, yeah. let's say I picked it up and went Dave what's this Shall we try this all excited <laughs> and it's going towards my mouth you've well, got to get
1: that hang on that's hemlock water drop
0: Yeah <laughs> by that time it's the damage is done isn't it yeah. yeah why don't they just call it death petal that's a death petal <laughs> Well, just. (laughs) (laughs) That's That's a no leaf. Put it down. Maybe there's some cultures where
1: that's it. You know, that's their name for the poisonous plants. (laughs) It's like, oh no, he's having a.
0: (laughs) (laughs) Don't touch the. (laughs) It's the noise you make when you die after you've eaten it. Ah, where are we now? This looks like a sewage works.
1: Yes. <clears throat> yeah, you were talking about disposing bodies, so I brought you here. Excellent. I think we just buy a weir, actually. I've not been here. The, the water looks a little bit bluish at the moment. I don't right. know if that's... Uh... Okay, so... I'm Almost another, broke my ankle then, but we're good. We're good. Another plant here. So this is a nice time for this. Can you see <clears> that <throat> one there? won't be eating this one raw because it's a one that you cook right but can you see that's a? It's, this is hogweed right and that's one of the shoots of the hogweed I see and you can and uh, that's a poisonous one no this is edible oh okay that's but it's name. related to that poisonous one right so you, you need to know what you're looking for okay uh, and they can look quite similar
0: um, what are the the, uh, the differing what's the differing traits so so uh, hemlock water dropwort yeah is a
1: little bit glossier uh-huh. Um, the leaves are a little bit tighter so can you see there that's more almost Christmas tree-like I could probably yeah. describe that as yeah. whereas hemlock wards drop would be more like a celery leaf so more sort of bumpy okay If or parsley right it's probably a nicer one that you'd recognise a bit more.
0: <laughs> I could see you looking at my blank expression, Dave. Celerily. And I'm trying to be like, yeah. <laughs> parsley. You've seen parsley. Probably. Yeah. yeah. At some point. <laughs> I've seen it. Whatever I know what I'm looking green
1: at. green stuff you sometimes get on food. Ah, uh, that. Yes. yes. Yeah, yeah. But these, um, you can dip that in batter, deep fry it. It's absolutely delicious. Really? Yeah. Yeah. Excellent. It's, so, sort of tempura...
0: And does Hot that weed. get crunchy inside the batter or does that go soft? It, it... Dave.
1: It, it goes Really, man? Sorry, yeah. I
0: should... <laughs> All um, right, go there. I'm old enough to know better, aren't I? Um, it, it, what I want to uh, know, it, Dave, it, it, it is does it, when it's the batter's on it, yeah. does it get hard or soft? <laughs> it's a normal question, man. <laughs> Come on.
1: Uh, it, it goes soft uh-huh. is the answer to that. I yeah. see. Uh it enjoys it, but it goes... <laughs> um, yeah, so you can dip, you can deep fry that. Right. Uh, it, it's delicious. Or you can just uh, blanch it again. It's that word again. So that just means boiled a bit. Right. But not too much. I see. Um, so lightly boiled would be another way of saying blanch. And and then you put a butter and lemon dressing on it. Uh-huh. And that's really nice. Really good. And that sort of... So uh, I'd say if you're... Someone, someone of your, your palate,
0: yes. <laughs> you might enjoy that. Yeah, oh, I, I feel sh- like a simpleton sometimes because I feel like I almost need my food to be so loud in my mouth so that I don't have to do any of the work.
1: I'd say you've got urbanite tastes. I'd be a bit more polite right. than
0: that. I, okay.
1: think. I think simpleton It's just sort of what you're exposed to though, isn't it? And I certainly know, at, so when I was probably sort of 17, 18, 19, going on to 20, I didn't know any of these things were. You've got to start your journey somewhere. Yeah. You? So it's, it's like um, whiskey,
0: you know, people get really into whiskey and single malt and all this stuff. And to me, it all basically tastes the same. And I bastardize it with Coke anyway. <laughs> so. My, a
1: friend of mine's got a, a theory about ales, and people are going to hate these. Okay, go for the, it. His, his theory is as soon as you've had two or three pints of something, it doesn't matter what you drink after that. Right. Like, you're not going to taste it. I see. So, why not just drink crap? Like, have your first two or three of good. Yeah. And then just crap after that if you want a session.
0: The palate's ruined. Or if you're just drinking for the sake of, you know, you're you're going for a a buzz and not not sitting there and appreciating the craft of the.
1: Yeah, start on your three, two, three craft ales. Yeah. And then you move on to just paraffin. (laughs) White spirit. (laughs) White spirit. (laughs) <laughs> that that purple stuff's good in milk. That's um...
0: <laughs>
1: sorry. I... Oh, we've come to a dead end.
0: We've 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 arrived at um, something I would be glad to see if I was lost out here. Civilization, uh, civilization, and and I don't like it, Dave. No, let's turn back. We're let's going turn to turn back. our back on civilization.
1: There was something I brought. I'm I trying to work out where I put it.
0: That was. Uh. Yeah, so he's bringing out his little baggie now I was wondering when you... <laughs> I was wondering when that was coming out <laughs> Here we go, here we go Finally Dave <laughs> So I know Why when... we really came out here <laughs> <laughs> So mm.
1: If you read that Whore flakes That's it yeah. so, <laughs>
0: Whore thorn Wait, hang on. So, let me see so this again. is that says hawflakes on it.
1: Hawflakes, yeah, so hawthorn. Oh right. Hall Made thorn. from hawthorn. <laughs> okay, so uh hawthorns seem yeah. in, coming into blossom at the moment. It's this one. Yeah. This one here. So at this time of year those leaves are, are edible. I probably won't get you to eat them because they're they're not a strong flavour right. at all.
0: I'm down for it if you want Try
1: yeah. it, try a bit. Do do the old giraffe thing again. Yeah. Here we go. Right. Which one? This one? Yeah. Just uh the greener the better.
0: Greener. So they're just about to turn at the moment. Right, going a bit on the feet under, chewing it with my front teeth. What am I <laughs> doing, right? Hmm. It's not an overriding
1: flavour, but another like the lime. So a mm. salad leaf, really.
0: Yeah, it's um, inoffensive. Yeah. In, so, in, no, in, yeah, yeah.
1: Yeah. So add the, add that with your garlic mustard that we had, even while garlic chopped up in a salad, and your lime leaves, and you've got quite a nice salad dish there.
0: Am I getting herb uh,
1: tooth, Dave? A little bit, yeah. yeah I feel little on bit. The bottom herb too. I can't see anyone around, so I think you're all right. But they, so they, they blossom soon. Right. May blossom is the other name. So about two weeks from May, so mm-hmm. they're about to come into blossom. But then the berries mm. can be made into a sweet. And so this is this is actually from a Chinese supermarket.
0: So uh, what what have I got in my mouth right now? So this is a is Hawthorn yeah. fruit leather. Fruit so, fruit leather. Yeah, yeah. Okay. I, um, Oh, it's like a um, it's like a refresher. It's nice, isn't it? That reminds me of a refresher. Yeah, yeah it does, doesn't it? But less potent on the on the fizzy yeah, mile, sugary side. A mild refresher. I like that.
1: Mm. I oh, now I'm getting wind. the fruity
0: bit. Yeah, at the end I
1: get the fruit. I get the fruity bit.
0: <laughs> but not unpleasant. Lovely that. Yeah, I'd sit and eat them mm. instead of uh, what was I what was I smashing when I met you this morning? Wine gubs. Yeah. Yeah, these
1: are... I don't know if they're any, any necessarily any healthier. They're supposed to be good. Hawthorne's uh, supposed to be good if you've got heart problems. Oh, is so it? So any kind of... And an either or, either overactive sort of arrhythmia or um, kind of low blood pressure. It's supposed to be a, a real leveller. Right. Uh, and that's sort of in any form, but best with... I wonder if the sugar would counter out that, because that has got sugar in. But, yeah, they're not bad. So I make this myself... Um, I couldn't find any this morning. I've got it in the house. Right. Um, but it's in a bit bit of chaos at the moment. Right. So I thought I'd just bring round my backup supply from the Chinese supermarket. <laughs> <laughs> um, and it's basically dehydrated, it's squashed. So you get hawthorn fruits, which yeah. come in in October. Uh, 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 sorry, September time. Um, cook them up with some apple juice and then push that through a sieve, dehydrate it, and they end up with something like
0: that, beautiful, yeah, I find a lot of these really healthy things that are like very nice and treat like yeah, an immense amount of effort. This is one thing with foraging, it can be some things <clears throat> are, some
1: things aren 't right, so like the the mushrooms, you can pretty much just pick them and cook them, right, so there 's not much effort involved there. I mean, you're never going to get the convenience of a pot noodle in uh, <laughs> in the. Now we're talking. World. <laughs> Although I do do a posh noodle, a posh noodle, a posh noodle. Tell me, so posh noodle is a pot noodle, mm-hmm. but I'll add to that dried mushrooms, mm-hmm. um, seaweed powder. Right, well, what so, does that give it? So that gives it. So there's, there's various different flavour compounds in various different things called glutamines. Mm. Um, you've got them in seaweeds, you've got them in mushrooms, um, skipjack tuna is another one, mm. and those combined uh, make a dish more tasty. So you've got, so um, MSG. Yes, is, I've heard of this. Is in Pringles. Is one it? One of the things that makes, is from seaweed.
0: Once you pop, you can't stop, because yeah. yeah, it's
1: yeah. MSG. So it's monosodium glutamate Right Which was isolated in Japan from seaweed Okay So if you put seaweed powder into things You're kind of doing a purer form of MSG (laughs) (laughs) So seaweed powder So pot noodle Bit of miso paste Seaweed powder Dried mushrooms And then whatever um, wild greens that you find Right uh, So you just I mean literally Pocket full of bits Add it to pot noodle Flask pour that in I'm right. now admitting fully that I eat pot noodles as well, aren't I?
0: <laughs> <laughs>
1: <laughs> and sometimes bits of tofu in the top, and then it just makes it more of a meal. I see. But, um, but yeah, I did that when I was trapped doing the, the travel writing, because it's not always easy to stop. Right. But I could fill a flask with hot water in the morning. Yeah. So I'd bring a pot noodle out and just add bits to it. I see.
0: Yeah. Um, how do you approach writing a book because I, I do a, a mayor's column most weeks and it's only 400 words yeah but I, str- I do struggle to get started I struggle to get sometimes no. I struggle to get on that flow of it it's
1: no different right um, and I'm dyslexic as well so it's like an extra struggle yeah. at times um, but it also it's like a muscle once you've once you've you've done it it's easy to do the next time and right. the next time so I think planet, break it down into stages. Yeah. Um and it's a lot of a lot of the stuff that I write is they're being described as toilet books because they're they're short snippets of information.
0: So you jump in and out. Basically. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. 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 But so, that's not that doesn't make them any less intellectually um viable or important, does it?
1: No, there's uh there's another there's a local writer called David David Lassman who writes some sort of crime fiction stuff. And he said about non-fiction that you drink an ocean and you piss a puddle. <laughs> 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 and, he, and he's right in a way, because you're, you're trying to distill a lot of information as, as concisely as possible. Yeah. And that, that can be quite difficult. But I think... Um, yeah, there, I, I, people say, I'd love to write a book. I think anyone can. Mm.
0: Oh, especially with um, Kindles and stuff. Yeah. you know, I know yeah. people that that have have got uh, quite a bit of success. Yeah. Um, whatever you define as success, you know, but um, quite a bit of success or success that they see as a you know personally successful with their I think yes, things. So and they're not huge, great, big. Um, you know, they haven't got big publishers and stuff. They're DIY, independent. You know, they've put it on themselves. Yeah, and they great they get a and There's an audience for their books, and and technically you you, just, you could the process class them as the an author. Yeah, the process is exactly the same. I think the the interesting
1: thing about this self-publishing site, and I think where a lot of people fall down, is the editing approach of it. So, right. so each so this was a bigger publisher, the latest one. And so was the first when I talked about the advance. Advances aren't like that in publishing anymore. Right. And I haven't had one like that since. Okay. (laughs) Um, But the... So the the approach to writing is the same, but you get a commissioning editor and they sort of shape it. Right. So you say, I've got this idea for a book. I want to write about Japanese teapots. Okay. And then a commissioning editor might say, okay, but you're specialising a bit... Why not make it Japanese and Chinese and do all of Southeast Asia? Yeah. And then you might have a bit more interest there. And so you go, okay. And then you so you do a bit more research and do that. Yeah. Uh, finish the book. The commissioning editor will say, go into detail about that. Don't go into detail about that. And and, and work the overall structure. And then you get edited. Uh, you get proofread. Then it's edited and then it's edited again. So you, it goes through quite a lot of a process. And yeah. I think self-publishing tends to be people saying, I can write a book, I've written a book, and then it hasn't got any of that. And that's where it falls down. I think, it, right. you know, to get a bestseller isn't just an author in front of a computer. There's, playing
0: a, there's a game to be played, isn't there, I guess? Yeah. And there's a, you have to play the rules of that game. I guess in some ways, yes. A, you you become part of a wider machine, don't you? Yeah, and some people get it
1: and, yeah. and do it, like Tolkien. You know, he he spent years writing A Hobbit and Lord of the Rings, yeah, and heavily researched. And I wonder what his editing process was like. He still have had to go gone, gone through one. Wonder what was cut out. Yeah, good points. Yeah.
0: Which way are we going, dude?
1: Uh, should we wander slowly back to the car? Here's yes. The, there's the hemlock water drop dropwort there. That one up from the nettle, and look, smell. Have a smell of that. Did
0: you just get stinging nettle in the hand? No, you didn't. You're now it? immune now because you've and done so, so, so much foraging. <laughs> yeah. it smells edible, though, doesn't it? It's, it smells bloody lovely, actually. Yeah. yeah. Very fresh and clean, and yeah. Yeah.
1: And yeah. And more people come to harm for this than any other plant because of that. And so when that
0: kills me, yeah. In what in what way is that killing me? Uh, what is it? What, what happens? How is that killing me? I know the overall result, so... The overall result was death. (laughs)
1: Death. (laughs) For hemlock, uh, rather than hemlock water drop water, I'm wondering if it's the same compound. There'll be... I don't know the answer to that. I was going to try and fluff around that. (laughs) (laughs) I think it's one of those things, you know when sometimes you know you knew something? Yeah. And then you haven't gone back to research it. Uh So I did research a a book on poisonous plants. Yeah. But that was about eight or nine years ago. I see. And the book never got off the ground, so it was never any more than a proposal. Yeah. Um, so I can't remember. <laughs>
0: sorry see now I know how lethal that thing is hmm. I've seen you've thrown it back into the undergrowth now I'm just now I'm like almost like feeling like a bomb disposal expert like now we've <laughs> I... the, now we've picked it up do you want me right? to get rid now of I'm it now I'm like should we discard of this more responsibly That's frightening <laughs> like it like a live grenade yeah you're probably right <laughs> yeah because if a dog a dog grabbed that you you're... get it in there is that better that's that's better I feel oh I feel better now <laughs> You feel I just left a live Well, grenade. you just sort of... I'm not saying, you know, but I feel like you... Now I know how fucking dangerous that thing is. It was almost like, oh, well, this grenade, no, I don't need it. I'll just chuck it in the low-bar. <laughs> <laughs> um that's good to know. I'll yeah. never eat that. No. But yeah, I'm just curious about how that would kill you. What would it sort of like poison the blood? Well, okay, from what it... I
1: remember, so this is hemlock right. rather than hemlock water drop water. So there's, a, there's quite a famous story of how Socrates was poisoned with it. I can't remember what he did. He did something wrong and he was sentenced to death by hemlock poisoning. But that was hemlock, but it's a related plant. So right. I think
0: the toxin is related. So I think they are similar. Sounds grim. Yeah. Because they didn't do anything... Kind of humane and and uh, and, and kind back then, did they? It was all all like, we will sentence you to death. We're going to pick out all your toenails one by one, and, yeah, and life... grow a bamboo cane up your bum over <laughs> four days, and and poke your eyes out, and then uh, hang on, a minute, I just got caught on oh. this. Poke your eyes out, and then we're going to you know, then we're going to feed you your intestines before removing your teeth. That's kind of how that's how they used to do it, isn't it? So what did Socrates do that was so bad? No, I can't remember, but but
1: he did um, he he had a scribe writing down his death. So as it was as it happened.
0: What? And uh, Imagine that on your CV. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, well, we've we'll just had this gig. A <laughs> <laughs> new writing gig. Socrates, not... The Last Days. It's the not... new book by <laughs> <laughs> It's not quite as expected. <laughs>
1: one day you're writing, you're doing copywriting for BMW, writing about their car seats, and then the next day... Socrates dying. You know you said you wanted to stretch your writing a bit. Yeah, well, I've, got, I've got a gig for you. But yeah,
0: apparently... This is gonzo journalism.
1: But he went numb from the feet up, so it killed him from the feet up. Oh. So he, he lost the feeling in his feet, then his uh, sort of shins, knees, uh, up to the point where his heart stopped. Ah. So it slowly paralyzed him from the I feet see. upwards. And I don't know the mechanisms with hemlock water top drop water, but I'm guessing it might be very similar, slightly similar. Yeah,
0: oh, there were some nasty buggers, were not there? Yeah, but it's certainly organ failure. I'd have thought, yeah, um, something's got to fail.
1: There's a mushroom, there's a mushroom, <laughs> yeah, <laughs> there's a mushroom that kills you in a uh, basically you you feel like crap. Right. You're puking. You're sweating. You're just having a really bad time. Yeah. And then suddenly you feel great, but greater than ever, properly elated, oh, wow. running around, full of joy. And at that point, all your organs are failing.
0: <laughs> <laughs> That's is that so deliciously gruesome, dark. Isn't it? Yeah.
1: Wow. Yeah, it's um, yeah. It's grim. It's
0: grim. It's multiple a, organ failure. Yeah. Great. Should we go to the park? <laughs>
1: <laughs> Hold on you were, you were throwing up last night I'm sure those things are lethal
0: No <laughs> I'm going to go to the co-op And buy everything <laughs> <laughs> What's that stain On the back of your trousers Oh it's just my kidneys <laughs> Oh god <laughs> um, That's only a kidney It's like the, the, the Black Knight In uh, in that Monty Piper film Your kidneys are in your trousers That's a flesh wound Just a flesh wound <laughs> Let's go <laughs> No, they aren't. Um. <laughs> Come on, then. <laughs> Come on, then. Um. Brilliant. Yeah. I feel we veered to the darker side of we things. We did, the... we did. We went there, I like went it. there
1: quite quick, didn't we, we... as well?
0: <laughs> Mate. <laughs> um. Yeah, brilliant, 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 brilliant stuff. I think you should have finished that book on...
1: Oh, I didn't get a commission. It's
0: really things. quite tricky sometimes. Like, right.
1: Uh, I had a few years... So before Wild Ruins, I had probably about three or three or four years of just not any hits. Right. Like just I moved moved to room sort of halfway throughout the relationship breakup and ended up just doing a house up and having kids. But all the time in the background trying to uh, pitch books and none of them were happening. <laughs> so there were slow of different subjects. I tried to do one on Preppers, which are people preparing for catastrophe. Oh, mate, I love oh, I them. Yeah, they're great. Watching that now. Oh, you
0: know. I, I've often thought this because on on uh, Netflix there's a um, there's a show called Doomsday Preppers. I yeah, think. Yeah, I've seen it. I've seen it. And they're all. So it was before that. They all need therapy. <laughs> yeah. For something. Um, but yeah, but then as soon as this pandemic hit, and the Capitol building was, ch- you know, was uh, yeah. Tax in the States, and I was thinking, I bet they feel so smug <laughs> looking at their long suffering wife. Do you know what I mean? He's had to catalogue and, and stack all these cans for them and count the ammunition with them. And, and their, their holidays have been uh, retreats to train the kids in weapons training and yeah. stuff. And they're looking at their wife, all like smug, like, Told you so. <laughs>
1: <laughs> I wonder if that was half the thing, half the reason they. You know, it invaded the building. It was like, right, this is it. It's happening. This is it. I bought all these guns.
0: I'm going to bloody use them. <laughs> 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 this is my, my chance to use my tactical vest. <laughs> How do you need that in everyday life? I mean... It's uh, strange, isn't it? Yeah. Um, but yeah, I, was just feeling, I find those doomsday preppers. Um, and uh, most of them are very are very sort of, I feel at odds with their own masculinity. Like, they kind of want to be this, this strong leader of this tribe. And I feel like most of them actually want what they're prepping for to happen.
1: Oh, yeah. I definitely think there's, I I sort of delved into it a little bit and interviewed a couple of people and did the research for it. And there's definitely, there's definitely that. Right. There's, um... And there's lots of different strands of it. So they, there's different ways that they believe the world's going to end.
0: Oh, yeah. Economic crisis, famine. Yeah. War. Combination. Pandemic. Um, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Um, what else? Uh,
1: invasion. Yeah. Um, but it, I find it interesting that something has happened. The catastrophe has happened. But what happened is is we kept out the way of each other. But, <laughs> but people were really nice. You know, they yeah. wanted to... Clap the nhs and i don't know about where you live but there's neighbors helping each other out yeah and, uh and so it's really warming part i mean there has been some crap yeah but on the whole people have been really thoughtful mm. and this sort of whole behavior change of stepping out someone's way when you go past them yeah and in frome i know people have completely bought into that yeah you know um and that's not what what the zombie horror
0: films had us expect, is it? No. And I remember when I was younger, I kind of used to sometimes dream, I used to watch a lot of horror films. Yeah. A lot of zombie films and play lots of zombie games and stuff. And there was a part of me that was like, I'd kind of like this. (laughs) Because I don't have to like, there's all that pressure to have a career and do well in life just goes out the window, doesn't it? Joey, as long as (laughs) you can decapitate a walking corpse and uh, keep your aim true (laughs) and you don't mind eating cold beans. Um, You'd be all right. Yeah. But I so, find a lot of these people, they almost want that reset so, because they're un, somewhere they're unsatisfied with their lot,
1: with what does, they've got,
0: yeah, who I, they are in life.
1: And it seems to be that, yeah, that sort of fringe, fringe culture
0: that maybe the mainstream's rejected them, so they reject the mainstream. Yeah, but a lot of these people have lots of money that they pour into it, and they have good jobs. But I just wonder if they have... Maybe they've got these ideas in their head that they're actually meant to be more than... Yeah, more than that, and like I've seen it when I heard someone once say to me, "Yeah, uh, come the
1: apocalypse," and th- and this was serious. Yeah, come the apocalypse, I'll be leading people.
0: Yeah, and This is the... what I mean. Yeah, I saw one where this guy would take his family to this second house, and they sort of like found these other preppers somewhere in Texas. He bought some land mm. which had a, a fresh water. Um, stream somewhere yeah. near it So that he would, you know, he sort it out And I remember thinking to myself When the apocalypse comes, mate The deed on your land is null and void You yeah, can't run true. out and show yeah. the, 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 uh, the gang of escaped convicts Actually, you'll find this is my land Get out <laughs> of my stream Stop washing your dirty clothes in my stream That's Look, the perimeter there There's the perimeter fence You've kicked it down. Like, it's just, it's ridiculous. But they do, they want this thing, they want this reset so they can rise up with it yeah, yeah. with all their gear and stuff. And they can be like, uh, you know, and I think maybe they just want their families to think that they're like the man. There was, I met a, I met a guy who, and, and I wonder what he was,
1: I think he was trying to make his own currency here. Right. So basically, he'd had something like 10,000 cigarettes stored. <laughs> <laughs> and not even nice ones like long
0: Berkley's <laughs> like cheap cigarettes <laughs> because he felt that that would be the currency that like you said yeah. he was a chain smoker
1: right. so I think some of it was that he wanted to carry on smoking himself which Yeah, surely It's the first thing you want
0: to quit like, yeah you need lung capacity when you're running exactly. from, from the undead or, yeah
1: yeah um, but yeah he, he I yeah I'll quite happily talk about because he's hopefully he's Hopefully. He's probably dead by now. <laughs> so he looked as well. But I've been filming with this old VHS, giant VHS camera and just smoking all the way through and right. seeing the wild food stuff as his preparation. Right. That I was training him. Oh, wow. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. And it's, uh, I've had a bit of that. I've had a bit... And a couple of my books are on uh, prepper websites. For, no! So this is why I thought a, I'm the perfect person to write this book. Yeah. because I've got a sort of toe-dipped in that world.
0: Yeah, they've got their respect. Yeah, I've got their trust. It's amazing, isn't it? All these people that want to that envision themselves as these great leaders who will rise out of the ashes with their, with their weapons and their cans of beans and sausages or whatever, <laughs> um, uh, always look to other people to be led in how yeah. they do it. Yeah, yeah. Tell us how we pick the wild garlic. <laughs> do you know what I mean? Yeah, you know, it's yeah, all, yeah. It's, it's very... I guess you got to learn from somewhere, haven't you? But, yeah, yeah. Um,
1: and, I, and, I, and the funny thing is about it is that you find that they start off on that journey, and they do end up becoming like nature lovers because they've gone so far down the path. It's like, oh, actually, this is quite nice, you know? Yeah. And this is this sort of does help my everyday stress, and I I don't know this, but I wonder if there's a point where they go, actually that zombie stuff. <laughs>
0: I think I've had enough of all that Walking Dead shit now, isn't it? <laughs> Shall we find a new thing to worry about? <laughs> um, yeah, it, it's. Uh, I guess we should we should start talking about. You know, tell me about your latest book. Yeah.
1: Oh yeah, that's just what, the reason I'm here, isn't it? Well, really.
0: yeah. yeah. But not just that you no. you're an accomplished author, you know. Hmm. But that yeah it is why you're here. <laughs> <laughs> By the way, I did um,
1: the first book, the one the one with the big stocking advance. They um, got on BBC Breakfast yeah to promote it, and there was this real miscommunication because it was on the BBC yeah and they were the same, like uh, you're not not really meant to mention the book because that's advertising. And like I thought, well, that seems a bit counterintuitive, right? And uh, and that seemed a bit confused. That message,
0: yeah. Hang on, are we going the right way? <laughs> are we um, lost, Dave? are We lost, Dave. Pacific. You've got me. You've taken me out here, and you've bloody got me lost. And we're supposed to be on the other side. of We're the river. supposed to be on the other side of the street, Dave. <laughs>
1: <laughs> I've got no sense of direction. Someone done. <laughs> mm. So uh, yeah, it was on on the breakfast show. Yeah. And the, the guy, Charlie State, I think it was, had the book by his side. They were talking to us mm. and he said at one point, they'd play a little video, it I used to work with my brother then when I say us, so it's not, not sort of schizophrenic thing. So. <laughs> <laughs> um, and they'd they'd sort of done a preamble and been on for sort of a couple of minutes and chatted to us. And they said, what do you do now? And I said, Oh well, we're writers. <laughs> just stopped. And he had the book by his side, right. ready to pick it up. Yeah. And I just had this confused message in my head of like, am I allowed to say about the book or not? I don't know. <laughs> and so we did all that and the publishers were like, in their hair out. Like, They've got them on this show. Mention the bloody book. <laughs> <laughs> oh yeah. Anyway, so to mention this new book. Yes. Yes, so that's that's coming out at the end of April two thousand. 21. Uh-huh. Uh, it's called Where the Wild Things Grow and it's a book about foraging but it's ordered by landscape so you can say, so right, I'm going to go and spend the day by the beach. What, right. what can I expect to forage at the beach? Okay. Or I'm going out to, to the woods. What can I expect to find in the woods? Uh-huh. And then the other side of it's got places you wouldn't necessarily expect. Um, right. So you've got your back garden and what you might find that you might not necessarily consider edible in your back garden. I see. Um, that you still might not, Andy, you know, like the magnolia.
0: <laughs> uh, this way, isn't it? Yeah, yeah, this oh. is the issue because we've been walking and talking, we've not paid any attention to no, sort of. I always do this.
1: I always rely on the person with me, and it seems like you do the same.
0: Yeah. <laughs> and go down and then round or up this little slippy bit here. <clears throat> Let's try this bit. Yeah. We are going up a steep incline. I hope you've got the. I'm glad I've brought the, the correct footwear today. Dave, Here you've got go. this. I got it. I got it.
1: Oh, I was doing it with the mic, but then I've done this with them um, with toddlers. Hang on. You're struggling a bit more. Should I grab your mic? Take, take that. Yeah, Andy's got both his hands full.
0: <laughs> you all right? Got it? Yeah, I'm up. I got you. I got. I got it. I got it. Fucking hell. Right. Uh, that this way, way yeah. Um, yeah, so book's
1: out at the end of the month. Uh, buy it. <laughs> there's a subliminal. Bloody buy it. Buy it. So just do a few of those subliminal. Buy it. Go on. <laughs> Come no, on, it's. Buy it. Um, it was a big, big effort, and there's a lot in there. So there's a lot of different strands working through it. From so it's a foraging book on the surface, but it's also sort of a nature book so it talks about these different landscapes and goes into various detail about that, of uh, what animals might be living there as well as what plants uh, or, or what I saw on various experiences so it stems the last sort of 20 to 25 years of my life foraging but also travelling around the country and other countries a little bit as well so there's uh, I'm out of breath now yeah <laughs> I thought I was getting fit, I'm not Um, Yeah, so A lot of different strands It's quite a foodie element to it So I think even if you're not into wild food But you're into food Mm. Then that sort of strand can pull you in So there's I wanted to talk about the landscape Yeah uh, And who lived in the landscape Yeah So there's tips of what uh, Native Americans would have done Right. There's also references to uh, parts of Russia and Southeast Asia, and uh, the, the cuisines of those countries as well. Um, so there's a lot of different strands running through the book. So if it's not nec- even if foraging is not necessarily your thing, yeah, I think there'll be something to pull you in. That's the intention anyway. Right. And to open up that subject to a wider audience um, was the intention, and it's. Also, a fairly immersive piece of writing. So, we've been at home a lot over the last year. Yeah. And for for me writing it, and I found that sort of did come across, I've sort of read it myself since, um, and it comes across that it takes you to those locations.
0: Good. Um, Yeah. (laughs) If you were to be... So, given that you've you've mentioned in the book there's a multitude of landscapes in which you're... you know yeah you expose the potential for good foraging in yes if you had to pick one for you know say you have a plane crash and you survive um you know fairly unscathed yeah where where would you like to be what's the what's the best place for you to forage and, and survive i think a uh the coast really interesting yeah I would have thought that you would have said something like a thought like where we've been today. Sort of more... No, that's no, not necessarily that great. There's a lot to talk about there.
1: Right. Um, but do you think in terms of sustenance, mm. how are you going to survive? Yeah. Then, well, garlic's nice as a garnish, but what, what, where's your carbs? Where's your protein? Where's, um, the things? So there might be hazelnuts at certain times of the year yeah. and mushrooms for your protein, certain roots. But down by the coast, you've got things most of the year round um, especially if you found a little woodland by the coast, a wooded glade by the coast. Right. Uh, but you've got seaweeds, uh, you've got mollusks I mean I don't don't eat meat or fish but I would in that situation Yeah, you'd get, dive, yeah, get yeah. in
0: there
1: So you're almost guaranteed food if you're by the coast, you're much more reliably than you would. I mean do you remember Tom Hanks Castaway?
0: Love it. Yeah
1: <laughs> mm. And so imagine if he'd have landed in the equivalent of Ballast Woods, what would he have eaten? So, you may be deer. And quite, you've got quite a skill to learn there. Yeah. Whereas fishing, you know, I feel most of us would be adapted to that a bit quicker.
0: Yeah. And uh, this would be a great place to put a pin in it.
1: Where can we find these books of yours, Dave? So, Hunting Raven for Froomeys. And so, there's my website, Dave, yeah. Dave Hamilton dot co dot uk that's davehamerton dot uk um <laughs> i uh, i'm on an instagram and twitter is dave wildish at dave wildish
0: yeah
1: but yeah I, they're, they're online just about everywhere so i'm down as dave and david right and it's
0: uh hello hey <laughs> are you going down there oh, okay let us uh scoot over they are beautiful
1: website, davehamilton.co.uk. find them online, so Amazon's the obvious place Uh, look for Dave or David Hamilton I'm not the Doctor David Hamilton Uh, but yeah, Wild Ruins were the two main ones,
0: and Where the Wild Things Grow is the latest. Excellent well, I just want to say, this will probably not even make the pod, it'll probably get faded out (laughs) but... big thank you to my guest this week dave hamilton for coming on the giant pod and feeding me we will leave links to his books and other bits and bobs of interest in the show notes descriptions please remember to like subscribe leave us a review on apple podcasts And if you've got a friend that you think you want to go foraging with please send them this podcast word of mouth is really important in helping us grow this podcast and that would really really mean a lot to us so thanks very much you can follow The Giant Pod on Instagram and Twitter at, at The Giant Pod. You can follow me on Instagram at Andy underscore S1S. This podcast was produced by the Salad King, Harry Williams. We'll see you next week on The Giant Pod.